Okay. <laughs> wow, she's muscular, Barbara, right? Barbara. Yeah, this is like got PG, PG thirteen. All right. Promise not to be murdered when I wake up. She goes, Jeff, I borrowed one of your bras. I hope that's okay. She, he goes, no, that's just a t-shirt. Oh, really? This is what my <laughs> bras feel like. Uh, is that because she's flat-chested? She just woke up in the middle of the night to make sure that uh, he was still alive. You see her boobs there, but then you see, oh, it's her elbow. I'm telling you, I would do the same thing. I would wake up and be like, you alive? Did I kill you? Look, Mike, ooh, look, ooh. seriously, come on, look, look, there are no boobs. Okay, so uh, what okay. she did is she woke up in the middle of the night and she went on a bender and she just got shit face drunk. And now Jeff Bridges will judgy judge her. Now, is this like Scooby Doo where like the one other character introduced in this film is the killer all along? Yes. So let's, let's recon, like, who are Scooby Doo characters in this movie? All right. There's Sassy Girlfriend. Might have done it. There's... Sassy girlfriend? Who's that? I don't know. I, I don't remember this movie. I know we're halfway through. Oh, okay, well, like... who did we meet in this movie, right? We've met Jane. Monster and... takes no grunt. We what? we met Ralph. Oh, it has to be Ralph Julia. Bingo. He's the only other person in this movie. Bingo. So spoiler alert, because I love yeah. to spoil it. Just tune out. But you shouldn't tune out because you're never gonna watch this film except with us. So so... He like I'm jealous. You keep banging guys on the side. No, not at all. It. Not at all. He is going to marry the socialite girl. She's like a rich girl, and he's going to marry into marry into like the Harrington's fortune. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Los Angeles knows. So that guy in the beginning who has <clears throat> does naked pictures of girls has Ms. Richie Rich's naked pictures, and has been blackmailing her for years. So. That, you know, his fiance freaks out and kills him. So Raul, to save the fiance and still marry her and still join a big family, frames his wife, yes. His ex-wife, right? Because he's marrying the socialite? Well, no, they're not exes yet. And she is going to get um, the bad news that they're getting divorced and that he'll explain why. And she'll be on board with it. She'll be okay with it. Look how upset she is. She's a very good actress, I swear to God. Well, you know, it's real vodka that helped her. Give me that bottle. Oh, my God. Look at that. You're wasting the bottle. All right. Promise to pour me another glass. What? What? That's the cop. Whoa. Whoa. Violence. He is a cop, he said, right? He's an ex-cop. He got uh, disabled. Um, he got needed superpowers? Incident. He, he got stabbed, and now he just cannot shoot straight. And so he's disabled, and he's retired. Yeah, you got to put him out in the pasture, and they said they can't shoot straight. So he went to Professor X school for ex-cops, and yeah. became an ex-cop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he went to the ex-cop academy. <laughs> and uh, it was oh, him, Hackleberry. It was uh, well, yeah, that uh, that quiet lady who gets really loud. Oh, that that guy who keeps getting people into accidents. So 
she goes to the lawyer to get help. I mean, she's, you know, but the lawyer hasn't seen the news. So he thinks she's there for the divorce. So we're going to have an ugly, well, it's not ugly. She keeps it together. But we're going to learn that that uh, Raul wants a divorce and she's pissed. And that was the lawyer's elevator pitch. That was his elevator pitch. Ooh, look at the colors <laughs> in this room. It's so 80s. Yeah, yeah. It's Los Angeles. Right, and it's got that Miami Vice pink. That's just right. Miami pink. But uh, it's the same color as the Los Angeles smog in this movie. Yeah, but did you, you ever notice that like every 15 years ago, L.A. tries to adapt that like light sky blue and pink flamingo look, and my and nobody buys it. That's Miami's look. No, but the Los Angeles could carry that off. Yes, it's it just can. More ironic. Oh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. <laughs> oh yeah. What are you an expert on this? You're a master vader. I'm a master uh, at Kathy Bates, and sometimes I think Kathy Bates and Jack Black are the same person. Might be right. Okay, so Kathy Bates has established herself as one of the finest, like America's finest stage actresses. She got a Tony Awards and everything. Uh, but it, right now, she's trying to break into films. Uh, that's how she's she a concerned neighbor. So, she, uh, here's an off Broadway. Yeah, she's doing an off Broadway play right this moment. She won an Obie Award for Best Actress in 1988. Uh, this guy wrote the play for Bates, and she did The Road to Mecca, replacing Amy Irvin also in 88. So she is about to break into movies. This was well, like cool. one of her first roles. Now that cat, like why does she have the cat? Why did he get the cat at the end of that? Uh, the cat is, she. he was basically talking to the neighbors and finds out that they had a woman screaming hysterically, sort of like a blonde. I mean, they were trying to, they're trying to set her up. That's what Jeff Bridges is finding out. He doesn't know who. Raul Julia. Yes. This guy. This guy right there. Right. And he's like, I need to you to change my look. I need a totally new, cut my hair, and she's pissed because of the divorce. You have no idea that he's the murderer, this guy. No, I, I'm well, not telling the murderer. you, he's the, only, he's the only other person in this movie, so who else would it be? Yeah, not not the murderer, but the the guy Master who frames her. Yeah, yeah. He's You're right. Who else could it be? The cop. Right, like we didn't meet that many people. It was it was the the, the lights in the uh, studio. Right. This was the cheapest set ever. They just went into the regular, you know, office. Right. Yeah, they went to the green room. They right. shot in their trailer. So now she's learning about the divorce and it has nothing to do with their troubles. You know, he, she knew about it a week ago and he's explaining that he's going to, you know, he's going public. That means stockholders, he, it gets complicated and he's gonna marry this socialite. Oh, you met somebody. <laughs> but she's gonna drop the bomb could drop the bomb on her. Isabel Harding. Harding. 
But look, Jane's not mad. She's impressed. Right. I mean, they haven't really been married for years. They're just good friends, you know? Wait, did he just say I killed her? Killed him? Mm -mm. Do you bang her? <laughs> uh, what's with her? Then what is it? Yeah, he was in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he was. And a lot of stage stuff. Well, one of my favorites was he did this PBS, like, uh, science fiction movie, and it was mm -hmm. shot on video. It was one of those, like, live on video really? productions. Yeah, and it was, like, black and white, 80s thing or 70s. But it looks, like, really dated, like, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. That weird, that weird black and white video shot. So he was in Tempest, but I remember first bumping into him in Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yeah, right. That's right. That was his big breakout role. Now, in the 80s, he was in Francis Ford Coppola's One from the, from the Heart. Heart. Yeah. And he was in The Rookie in 1990 by Clint Eastwood. I mean, yeah, I don't know Adam, Adam's family, but that's really not fair to his acting chops you well, know he was, his last was his last role was street fighter the movie yeah he died sort of tragically he um he was in his 60s early 60s i no, he was in his 50s and he got sick um something about his intestines it was cancer i think and they took out i'm not sure something about his intestines and then seriously he ate bad sushi and had a problem i uh, went to the hospital then he went out like to the Met to see opera and he just got so sick. They rushed him to the hospital. He was going to recover. He was reading a script that he was going to do in the hospital and he died. He just surprised everybody by passing away. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I mean, you can say he lived a full life. It's not like that, but I mean, he had potential. He was going to go on. You know what I mean? He had at least 30 more years of acting in him. Now, there was uh, a movie with Mel Gibson called Tequila Sunrise, mm -hmm. right? And it was him and, like, uh, I think Kurt Russell, and they were they're both banging Michelle Pfeiffer. And, like, uh, <laughs> Raul Julia was, like, she was a chef. Uh -huh. Raul Julia was spying on her. And so he, like, spies on them lovemaking, him and Mel, or Mel Gibson. And then I'm Mel Gibson comes that in. down. Tequila yeah, so he, sunrise. Tequila sunrise. So he goes in the kitchen, right? And he's like eating her food. Mm -hmm. And he <laughs> and uh he goes, if she throws out the garbage, marry her. Because he's seen her them fuck, right? And then mm -hmm. he's eating her food. So he's like, check the, the you got one more step. Okay, know, this know. was a really weird scene. Really weird scene. The cop, who he knows, they just happen to bump into each other, and he happens to tell Jeff Bridges all about the case. I don't know why. It is stupid. It's just the way cops are. Coincidences like this don't happen. It's dumb. Okay, now she's happy because she looks like the way she used to look before she was a star. Now, oh, I'm wow. not buying that. Look at that hairstyle. It's of the times, right? 
it reminds me of what was her big movies as an actress. It was like uh, the Lemon Drop Kid and I don't know, Wish Me a Rainbow. Who are we talking about here? The the actress that she's portraying. I don't oh, know. I don't know. We don't get into it. No. But in the now? in the newspaper clipping of her being accused of it was like black and white. That makes sense from a a a you know a newspaper, but it really looked like nineteen fifties uh, picture. Now, when does she get accused? When does she in the newspaper? Is that still going to happen? Uh, when did she yeah. get accused? Uh, she went on. Remember, they went to the cops went to her house and found the body in the shower. At right. that point, he was accused. Okay. Well, you know, I canceled my subscription that week. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was I just the yeah, you I fall behind so fast. My team was losing, so I canceled my subscription. Okay, so now we're learning about Jeff Bridges. You know, and he's trying to help me or whatever. And Raul, we don't know it as the audience, but what he's doing is planting seeds of doubt about him, accusing him. He must have put the body there. Who else could it be? You were passed out. You know, this right. guy's not gaslighting, but he's gaslighting you. And she start. oh, she's believing it. It's not going to go anywhere, though. Oh, he's lying to her now. Well, he's she he's he's spinning it. He's spinning it like this guy is the he did it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other thing about Raúl is he's Puerto Rican, and he's he was very proud of that. <clears throat> oh, why? <clears throat> did you guys get into a conversation? Uh, no. <laughs> You know, he would he would support uh, causes, and no, it's it's known on Wikipedia that he was right, about being Puerto Rican. Look at this little love nest he's got going. This sunken, Where, uh, yeah, uh, this is in the right. basement, right? Like he had to go down the stairs. Well, it's he's st they're still at the hairdressers. He lives there. Oh, okay. A nice fireplace going. It is a nice setup in the basement. Yeah, look, they got a bar. She's yeah. she found the bar. You all, she knows where everything is. She doesn't, she said, pick an alcohol you like. So she reached out her hand and whatever collapsed into yeah, her right. fingers. Got it. This Don't worry about do. me. Now look, she's going to pour the drink. But maybe she's not. But maybe she oh. is. But maybe she's not. Maybe she is, Carl. No, maybe she's not. Well, she didn't she drink yesterday when she made love to Jeff Bridges. And then in the middle of the night, she drank her brains out. Right. Well, she thought it was Bo. <laughs> Uh-oh, someone's watching. You can tell yeah. the camera's not moving yet. Well, it's Gabe Kaplan driving and, yeah. <laughs> and Frank Serpico's partner. Oh, look, it's the Harringtons, the Huffingtons. It's the Hardings. Oh, the New York Harding. City Harringtons. Yeah. Hello, hello. Hello. I will join your rich people's place. 
there, there's the fiance. And she's on purpose not that pretty. Those long tables, man. Like if you if you kick the table, you probably could knock over a chandel uh cavalabra. Yeah. And that it would light the table on fire. Yeah. That's now, what it is. She's, this is Diane Salinger, and she's been in a lot of stuff. Pee-wee's big adventure. I mean uh yeah, big. the the creature right to die bird in 1988 for keeps in 1988 i don't know she goes away but is she playing uh, for keeps no no that was no, for keeps there's a different yeah, movie that was jimmy bayo who was playing for keeps jimmy bayo was playing for keeps but she was yeah. just for keeps so on facebook i reached out to the lead actor who had you know you, yeah you did? i said i we watched a film of yours and you know i told him about the podcast a little i didn't he didn't reply to me i just wrote to him you know i would love to interview you about your experiences for you know let's see if Wait, he replied no it was uh the, okay. the actor see the actor didn't go on to do anything else of prominence so that's why i think he'll talk to me Oh, well, yeah, well, I'll have a story to tell for sure. Don't go in the closet. That's Don't closet, go in the course. closet, he said. Don't go in there. Jeff Bridges! Trapped in the closet. I'm thinking that you're the guy who did everything wrong. Oh, my goodness. No, you're thinking of bearded Jeff Bridges. No, you're thinking of the guy trapped in the Tron world. So, yeah, that's right. So he's showing that the blonde hair they found, which I didn't mention, comes from her wig. And the only person who had access to that was Raul. The pube fairy. I mean, Raul. And yeah. she's buying it. She's what? buying it. Now, he didn't even compliment her new hair. I know, it's pretty rude. And his hair looks pretty shaggy, actually, like it's later. Actually, seriously, his hair looks like it's grown. Look. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> well, he had like a lumpy haircut in this movie anyway. Yes, that's true. I could be wrong. This might not be six months after shooting and they got to reshoot. And just ironically, no one got a haircut during this production. So they're, they're going to get her out. Clearly, Raul framed framed her and she can't believe it she's getting her clothes oh uh oh face face to the face now look jeff bridges is all bloody and he's out yeah bridges that bridges down the bridge is out the bridge is down bridges out okay so you could see raul showing his true colors here he will do anything to protect Isabella Harding. While she Isabella. watches? Uh, she's she's saying, we can't do this, we can't do that, you know, like, like, now look, Jeff is up. Jeff is up. He's bloody, but he's up. All right, the bridge is Please back up. Please don't do it. I knew that you were Puerto Rican. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what she said. Oh, blood gets in your eyes. 
find cats in your eyes. Look at Jane Fonda's acting here, man. I'm not going to be drowned. Oh, right. Get off of me. Ouch. That must have really hurt. Look at that. that, that I mean, it's not a double. She's doing that. It's, you think it's really her? Yes. You don't think it was Henry Fonda getting some extra money in? <laughs> Peter, I mean, Peter Fonda. Well, Peter Fonda, she, actually, Jane Fonda refused to be nude for most of this. Uh, she, and Peter Fonda did a body double. <laughs> I got you. There you go. Ding. <laughs> now, on Golden Pond was a big, like, triumphant moment for the, all the Fondas. Well, on Golden Pond, uh, Jane Fonda claims it really was the, the personality of Henry Fonda. But let's not ruin Jeff Bridges just shot a dude. The cops bust in. Of course, they're too late. They're too late. He goes, who's fired the weapon? And Isabella outs Raul. And Gabe Kaplan comes in to clean up the mess. Oh, what a mess. It's going to be a lot of paperwork. Start me a cup of pot of coffee. Mm-hmm. So, wait, that's now, it? Well, Whoa. but Isabella betrays Raul by saying Raul killed, you know, the the uh, the guy in, in bed with uh, Jane Fonda. Oh, and they all wife. know that she, he was covering up her murder. So, they all get a look on their face let's see where is it watch do it do it here we go hi oh raul there he goes officer as a snitch i have to tell you this horshack what and yes, everyone's like, what? But Jane Fonda doesn't open her mouth. Neither does Jeff Bridges. They just let Raul take the rap. Well, yeah. Because Jeff Bridges wants to get, you know, he's starting a new life. He's got a new girlfriend. <laughs> My father is Joshua Harding. What was that last thing you said? I was looking at Gabe Copeland's uh, afro. Well, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't need, like, Bridges doesn't need them. He's going to be, like, working at Stark Industries. Everything's set for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, he, was, he wanted the power source from uh, Tony's chest, right? Right, yeah, exactly. To build more weapons. Well, it's the story of all those movies. It's like... Wow, you have a you have a superpower? I'm jealous. I want that superpower. I'm gonna build the same thing as you. Hey, yeah, didn't that happen in the third one with uh uh Van, um Hope of Greenwich Village guy, right? He made he made Oh yeah, also, the second one. Yeah, he he's like a Russian super- right. Yeah, Iron Man killer. He wanted the superpower, so he made his own robots. You're right. Oh, well. There used to be a time where those movies would come out every three months. Okay, so everything's wrapped up. She is innocent. She's off the hook, so why isn't the movie over? It's time for this to be done. 
No, she's going to meet up with Jeff Brooks, uh, Jeff Bridges again. Correct. They got to get together. So what's been happening is all the time that Jeff Bridges has been in the hospital, she's been staying at the hospital and not drinking alcohol. Well, that's ridiculous. That's what she is. That's the best time to do it, right? When he's not looking. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, look, if you get sick, you're in the hospital. Look, Jane Fonda's got a balloon. I brought you flowers and a balloon. I know how much you love it. Chapter one, I got you a balloon and some cloud makeup. (laughs) Surprise! You're in a coma. Did Lloyd come by yet? No, not yet. Well, has Bo phoned? (laughs) He said, Has Lloyd's call? No. So I heard you banging. Yeah. So now, okay, I don't understand why, but basically Jeff Bridges tries to break up with her. It it doesn't make sense why he would. He's bad news, Carly. He put him <laughs> in the hospital. Well, he says, we really don't know each other, you know, three days on the run. But meanwhile, he was the one always pursuing her. It doesn't make sense why he doesn't. Yeah, and, and look where look where he wound up. <laughs> so you think he's saying, lady, you're lady. bad news. We should have never gone to that maskless party. That's hand banged up. Yeah. Like a true feminist, Jane Funda is not wearing a bra right now. Uh-huh. And your opinion? Oh, you can't tell? Yeah, you can't tell. I got you. <laughs> Tom Harding was like this, I think he was in uh, the Chicago 7 movie. Like he was one of the real life uh, uh, defendants. The Chicago Seven. Which one? Who? Harding? Tom Tom Hayden. Oh, Tom Hayden. Gotcha. But he became like this yuppie entrepreneurial. Uh, right. It really was. He was a Wall Street guy, and they interviewed him after that, and he was like, "This is an America mix. This is the heart of America." He was trying to rationalize it, like he was trying to get in the game. It was, and so he was married to Jane Fonda at the time during that. Completely opposite uh, of the hippie lifestyle. I just think he's a sellout joke. But that was when I saw yeah. him in this interview. Who knows? Well, that was, I mean, that's the 80s for you. But yeah, he was a sellout. But he was one of the Chicago Seven. I forgot who he played. I think, uh, I don't know, uh, Jeff Bridges played him in the movie. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Here's, some, here's some water. All right, come on, hurry up. Break this up is, with her. Here, this is called non-alcoholic liquid. Water. Yeah, I, I guess. I made you a pillow. Listen, I don't want to be come off uh, smothering, but I made you a pillow. <laughs> I've got to put it over your head. <laughs> dude, 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 what a beautiful day. You can see the car drive by. Yeah. My LA sense tells me this is uh, Santa Monica. Yeah, this is 2749 Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh, look, that's clearly Ventura Highway. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Ventura Highway. 
It's the 105 and the 505 and the five. See, in, in New Jersey, it's Route 1, Route 95, Route 80. In California, it's the 80. It's the 80, yeah. Take the 80 West. <laughs> Take the 687 to San Jose. 880, 887. See, why does he want to break up? Look, he got rug burn. You remember he got hit on the head, right? Right. So why does he have rug burn on his chin? Because he fell on the he fell on the rug. You see what I mean? He wasn't in a car crash. I mean, he hasn't shaven, maybe. I don't know. He has a skin condition. <laughs> he had skin. He was Nick. He that's a hell of a gash. He got a nick yeah. there. I was shaving. Shaving that true grit beard off. <laughs> I gotta keep it PG. Well, he's like that. There's no one else in the room today. The nurses. Well, you're pretty lucky. Wait, she's not leaving the pillow with him. Yes, he brought the pillow. Here's your fucking pillow. Here's your fucking pillow. Is he gonna walk now from LA? Well, so she got gonna, off the hook. He's, he's gonna he do everything wrong. Disappearing like joke. Oh, is it callback? Well, yeah, it's a callback. And remember how it didn't work for for uh, Jeff Bridges? It won't work oh. for her. She won't come back. She's she's gone. She, she will come back. Oh. So we're, he's admitting that he was a drunk, and that's why it's relatable. You have a right to know that I was. I talk down and I judge you. It comes from an angry place. Oh, yeah, there you go. Jane, You could. she's a good actress. You could see she got her heart broken right when he said that. Yeah. Well, he was so nice. He didn't uh, ask for any. Oh, well, I guess. Uh... Yeah. You know, they, they got a lot of people in the theater to see this movie by offering free coffee and cigarettes. You can never smoke in a movie theater, right? No. There used to be movie theaters. I, I remember in San Francisco, there was this uh, movie house where you could smoke in the balcony. Uh-huh. Because I remember go. that was like a, a city ordinance. You, you know, you can smoke inside, you know. You can smoke in the lobby. But yeah, but, that's that was right. But this movie house, like uh, St. Francis, they used to, people would smoke crack in there, like off a of tinfoil or like heroin off a of tinfoil. And I, I once, like, during the 90s, tried to smoke pot, but the, the smoke is too dense, mm -hmm. too thick and noticeable. Right. So I, I blew it under the seats <laughs> so that the smoke appeared, like, a couple uh, seats ahead of me. Isaac, so. <laughs> they're, they're, they're throwing water on the wrong chair. Yeah, right. Well, oh, yeah. this is... A wizard's appearing in the, the third row. We're going to run over there. Run up to the front of the row. It's the Excuse me, sir. Stop soaking that tinfoil for a minute. There's a dragon next to you. Look at her crying. Look at her crying. She's, in, she's, she's good, man. Yeah. 
Wow. Yay. Based on a true story. Not true. Based on a true story, because Jane Fonda never lost her. She never became an actress has been, right? Right. So in the thank you credits and the end credits, do they thank Bill W? There is this weird thing with no explanation that they thank. It's just like somebody's first name. Um, I don't know. I, I even didn't write it down because it's just so weird. You'll see it. They like say, thanks to Bruce. I forget what it is, but all right. Well, we'll I didn't find an explanation for it. Bruce, I guess they woke up the morning after and saw Bruce. Well, Carl, so, that was the morning after. What'd you think of the movie? I thought it wasn't a bad movie for a Hollywood movie. It really strays from your usual formula of piece of crap. <laughs> uh, it, it was bad on certain levels, uh, and it was cliche on other levels. But all in all, it was, you know, it was a yeah. Hollywood movie. And well, you had you had picked this movie, but I had always wanted to see this film. I had heard about this for a long time. Yeah. And uh, you're right that she does a great job, and it's always great to see her acting. Yes. But, you know, I don't know. Here we go. Thanks to, right? Yeah. The... Addicted to Love. We know that song. Right. I'm a dick with a glove. <laughs> Gonna have to. Right. That's when you get your. Uh... Uh, colonoscopy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that old Howard Stern uh, song from the 80s about Michael Jackson. Oh. Might okay. as well face it. You're a dick with that glove. Uh, all right. Well, that's been the movie. It was yeah. fine. It was good. It was, you know, it was in every video store. And now we got to see it. Thank you, YouTube. Carl, I have a movie for next week. Okay. For our next Sunday show, which we'd love for you guys to listen to and subscribe to. Uh, it is. I was so inspired by the first movie of the year, uh, Playing for Keeps, that I found another dumb white boy starts a uh, nightclub <laughs> movie, and it's called The Zoo Gang, and it's from the 80s. The Zoo Gang. <laughs> this is going to be shit. All it's right. going to be shit. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're going to indulge me, the inner white boy and myself. 1980-something, or...? 1981, yeah. do you know? Or? Yeah, well, it's, uh, you'll, you'll see it. It's, uh, okay. Floyd Royce is hosting it. There's a trailer for it. The Zoo Gang trailer. In a zoo. Is it Lakeshore Entertainment? Well, that's the uh, trailer, yeah. I mean, I don't know okay. if you want to play it, but yeah, I can't hear that's... anything you play. You can't? Not really. The audience can. Okay, well, good for them. Okay, so I will count it down. The Zoo Gang trailer from Lakeshore Entertainment. Three, two, one, go. In a zoo. Look at that child. Yeah, I know. Like, what's how, how did he get in the club? Wow, this is so 80s. What, because he uses a payphone? It yeah, must be early 80s. <laughs> now, I don't know what town this takes place in. Look, yeah. Royal, Royal Crown Cola. Right, Royal Crown. Well, that's what the kids drink. <laughs> they made the zoo say no. Oh, it's a no. This could be Cleveland. I'm kid, not kidding. 
because they're the Cleveland Zoo or Columbus. It could be Columbus. It 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 might be Ohio. I don't know. It could be anywhere America too. The zoo gang, morning zoo gang. Uh oh. The morning. Oh, there they come with their their clubs. The morning zoo gang. Ah, we know that guy's face. And his teeth. Is that Dee Snyder? No, of Twisted Sister. No. <laughs> They really ran that guy over. They, uh, he could have really used Jeff Bridges right there, so he would have bridged the water. That one guy is such a character actor. He's probably the heavy, like, now you boys, I've got, whoa, he's in that. What about the kid? Do you think he has to sell some computers? I got to go. I got to sell Apple computers. Yeah, he Amigos. does look like a little, uh... oh, this is going to be horrible. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't. I guess it's because it, I didn't it might be a lot of fun. We'll see. The zoo gang. The zoo gang. You think it's the O gang, but then it winds up that the lightning was a Z. Ah. All right. Well, that's our next movie. Uh, it's the zoo gang, a bunch of lovable rascals who open their own bar, uh, and that will be next week. So again. Subscribe to our podcast, L-W-A-L-F-M-O-Y-T, W-A-F-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, got on the third time. And also we're on miniradio.fm where you can donate money to the station. We could always use it. Go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, thank you so much for watching this movie three times and doing the research. A lot of good stuff, a lot of interesting information today. And People can want to know more about Carl. You should check out carlsucks.com or just carl.sucks. They'll, they'll show you his latest Steve, and greatest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can find me at Savage Henry Magazine. Uh, the new issue is out and uh, I'm in it. So check it out. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been the show. Thank you guys so much. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're a host of... (laughs) Uh, With Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Watch a full movie on YouTube with you. Podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific.
standard time or if you're Carl, five percent. Yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five. Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Carl, test, test. Carl, Carl, test, test. Yeah, you're all buzzy. I got to call back. Let's watch. It's oh, Joe's DeCarlo. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's Joe's DeCarlo. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegelman. All right, all right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is the House of Pride show coming at you live from San Francisco with your host here, Tweaky Turner. How is everyone doing? We have a great show for you today. We have the top 10 countdown coming up right now. Uh, it includes two debuts this week. Super excited, so stay tuned for that. Uh, tell your friends to listen in. You might want to put your dancing shoes on because there's some hot numbers in the top 10. Uh, and a new number one, folks, so uh, stay tuned all the way to the new number one position coming at you. Uh, we also have an interview coming up uh, in just five minutes with producer remixer John Keenan. He's been working with Christine W. We're going to hear all about it. Now, if you want the full top 20 countdown, all you have to do is come to our House of Pride radio page here on Facebook. Uh, just Google it. It should come up. Full top 20 is listed out. It's already out. And then be sure to like us here on House of Pride Radio, San Francisco. Here we go, number 10. It is Prisoner, down two notches. It was a former number one, Miley Cyrus, featuring Dua Lipa. This is the Dirty Disco Remix. Check it out.
John, can you hear me? I can hear you great. And I can hear you too. Welcome to House of Pride Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to John Charles Keenan, producer, remixer. So super excited to have you. Uh, how are you doing today? Thank you for... I'm doing good. I'm really, really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, awesome. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, Christine W. has been doing great on our Top 20 countdown recently. First with... Um, uh, I can't take no more, and now uh, with no one, both of which you produced. Can you tell us how the two of you uh, got to dance together like this? Well, you know, it was actually through a mutual friend, uh, a mutual friend, Paul Brewer. Oh, uh, yes. Hey, Paul, shout out. Yes, uh, Paul. Paul and I were, were sitting in my studio, uh, and Paul had this idea, you know, we should redo Barracuda. Be a really cool idea, you know, and, and Christine would be like awesome for it. So he uh, gave Christine a jingle, and she loved the idea. And Paul uh, said, John, start going. So I just started making stuff. And, uh, you know, a little while later, we had Barracuda, which is on her, her record as well. And then Christine just kept calling me up. Hey, let's do another track. Do this. Uh, do that. And and she was she was so cool to work with. And... Uh, and I will say such a trooper. Uh, she lives in Las Vegas, and I live in Phoenix. And I remember one particular time when we were doing some vocals. She literally hopped in her car, drove directly from Vegas to Phoenix, where I live, which is about a four-and-a-half-hour drive. She got here, sat down for five minutes, got a drink of water, jumped in my recording studio, started recording vocals, finished the vocals, got a quick glass of water, and drove four and a half hours home, all in one day. <laughs> that's a professional. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, I got to hand it to her. You, no one can pick on her. She's, she's, she's tough. So I was, I was impressed. Not a lot of people could do that and, you know, and still sound good, you know? Yeah. She, she still sounded good. So that was fun. And so uh, Barracuda was the first uh, collaboration, and then because of its success, did you dis all decide to keep on going with the party? You know, uh, she must have. I'd like to say that, you know, I was always happy to work with someone like Christine. You know, she's a, a, a legend uh, in, the, in the dance world and more, and, and I thought, uh, you know, any opportunity I would, of course, jump at. And uh, she did, you know, provide me with more opportunities. Um, the uh, uh, Can't Take No More uh, came up, and I, I did some work on that track. And I made sure that with Barracuda, I had kind of come across this sound where I had hybridized a bit of that. I mean, Barracuda is a, a late 70s rock song. Yeah, by heart. So it's like you have to, yeah, and you have to pay some homage to that. So I had to give it a little bit of a rock feel. Not too much. It's still a dance track. But I wanted to pay some homage to, you know, to the original. So I, I it, for that song, I brought in a, a friend who's a guitar player and had him, hey, play some Barracuda. And he's a fan. His name's uh, Eric Miller. He's a fantastic guitar player. The guy's, he's actually a flamenco player. Uh -huh. um, rock is easy for him. So he came in and, you know, put on his rock hat for the day and, you know, did the Barracuda impression. Of course, I mixed that in the track a little bit, 
um, is I didn't want it to be dominant because it's still a dance track. You know, you still got to shake your bun bun a little bit. Yeah. So you got to have your tail feather wiggling a little. So, uh, <laughs> so I was, you know, I mixed it in a little bit, and that was kind of a debate for me, a bit of a push and pull. How dominant do you make that guitar with the rest of the dance tracks that I play? Right. How do you keep uh, the aesthetic of Clubland? instilled while adding that element that's important that's a an important executive decision exactly yeah so what what did you decide on that um i i pulled the guitars back a little bit i let the dance be prominent even though it was like you know it's tempting you know i could easily do another version that that felt way more you know guitar make the you know the ozzy osbourne sign you know we could do a version like that be real easy to do um, but then with these other songs, like Can't Take No More and No One, um, I decided to keep some elements of that, a little bit of bite, a little bit of edge I in heard the it. dance track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely hear it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Now, there are no guitars in those songs. Those are different synths that I've played and run through different things to distort them and dirty it all up. But it still has that feeling, that little bit of edge uh, feeling blended with, you know, something that, that makes you shake a little bit, right? Yeah. So, you know, I happily love doing stuff like that. I love a little bit of edge. And I was I was really pleasantly pleased to see Christine's response to it. Like, hey, she, she enjoyed that edge. Um, and she thought it was really cool. And keep doing that. Go with that. Just do what you do. I'm like, awesome. I'm enjoying this new little little edgy sound. Like, it, it feels like an, a bit of rock in with the dance. Even though with the most recent two songs, it technically isn't anyone on a rock guitar, but it still has that feeling, that um, I, I, you know, that just a little bit of edge, a little bit of dirt. Yeah. Well, listen. Let's um, if we can check out Barracuda here. See if we can get the right version. That's the one. Okay. Let's have a listen. Christine really delivered the goods on those vocals. Oh, I know. I kept kidding her. Like, you know what? The microphones and the preamps and all the toys in the studio are slightly smoking. Because yeah. she was just like, I mean, whoa! It was just, it was, it was so much fun, and she has so much power. We and we, we got emotion. the we got the folks in the green room excited to that. Can I get a little noise in the green room, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, good job. So. Uh, so, so that's really cool. So you carried some of the elements over into the new uh, releases that are actually charting on Pride Top 20 right now. So can't wait to hear. We have one of hers coming up. Uh, now, is this an, was this a new direction for you as a producer, or have you been in uh, incorporating like guitar licks and riffs uh, in other productions as well? You know, it's somewhat of a new direction. Cool. Um, Very cool. I've been a producer all my life, so I 
it's not like I've never dealt with guitars. I'm originally from Seattle, but you know, I'm used to guitars. I, I do projects and I'm familiar with it. I've recorded pretty much everything there is to record when it comes to sounds and types and all that stuff. But in terms of blend and the, the precise way that I'm blending the edge and the bite and, you know, I don't know how to say it, a little bit of, a little bit of black leather in with it, you know? Yeah. How, how, and black leather. Okay. Added. Yeah. All well, right, John. You know, it's just a little bit. Well, <laughs> Get your kinky on. <laughs> well, you know, it's just a little bit. And uh, the way that that precise sound, that's, 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 a, that's a new thing for me. I haven't done that before. Very and I'm just cool. so pleased that, you know, of all people, Christine really pulls it off. She I really mean, can own it. Queen of Clublandia you're working with. Yeah, she's so, so great to work with, too. She makes it easy to produce. When someone knows what they're doing at that level and has that kind of knowledge and experience, it just makes producing the record so much easier because everything sounds good with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. How, how did, let's go back a little bit. How did you find your way into the doorway of producing dance music? Wow, how did I get into that? Yeah. Well, I, well I've, I've always loved dance. And, and like, to, to express who I am originally, as a, as a kid in high school, you know, going back in the day <clears throat> a little bit, I was a huge fan of Depeche Mode, right? Yeah. Big fan of Depeche Mode. I loved all that stuff. A little bit of a darker edge. Oh, it's cool, right? It's totally cool. Well, so I've always had a bit of that in me that I naturally like. Um, and I, you know, any dance remix of Depeche Mode throughout my whole life, oh, gotta have it. You know? They yeah. used to have this thing called the Bong series. I was like, Bong 17 or whatever the number was. It had some weird remix of some song in there. So I've always loved those things. Um, and then, well, there was several people. Not only was it Paul who helped get me a, a lot of exposure, being Paul Brewer, but it was also another mutual friend who Paul Brewer also introduced me to, of uh, the name of Mark Picciotti. Oh, yeah, in Chicago, no. Yep. Well, he lives here in Phoenix, uh, not too far from me now. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Mark and I work together all the time. Matter of fact, I was just finishing up a mix and mastering a track for him today. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, in, his, in, in his record label, um, that particular record is on uh, uh, signed on 54 Records. Um, I think it's a Studio 54 or is it 54 Records? I forget. He's got so many things signed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, you know... Working with Mark, he really helped me hone my skills. Because I've always been the guy who was more of a pop radio guy in terms of production. He helped me hone my skills in doing the remixes. And Mark helped me take a few steps forward that I needed. Somebody who could show me the, the finer points. And we've become a great team, Mark and I. We do a lot of work together on various different projects. And... Uh, uh, you know, Mark and, and Dan, they're two great friends of, of mine, and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to have wor worked with them, and, I, and we constantly do. And, and Paul, I haven't seen Paul in a little while. We've got to get Paul back in the studio. Yeah, 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 you know, definitely. I think you guys are talking about working with, uh, you know, a nice tribute for Mar the, the late Mary Wilson, who just recently passed away. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's, that's true. I didn't know I could speak of that. Oh, but well. it turns out I, I, I can. Okay, so. If Paul's already spilled the beans, so yes, that is that is something that's coming for sure. Well, I think uh, a lot of we, people are going to be paying tribute, don't you? I mean, she was such an inspiration. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and I have my own, and we all have our own Mary stories, you yeah. know, which will be fun to share, and some of them are a bit self-deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, oh, I know, you know, I know where I remember 
my one of my first uh, exposures to your brand, John. Uh, Warren, you, you were involved with the um, Jessica Sanchez project, uh, Stronger Together. Oh yeah, I was. That was, good, that was a good. That was a good tune. That was that. Was that two years ago or one year ago? I can't remember. It wasn't too long I ago. Think it, uh, two years ago or so, right in there. Yeah. It's hard to tell time. You know, there was a year that sort of just went went on by. <laughs> so my, my timing's all off. You know, but so roughly two years ago. Yeah. And that was, yeah. uh, I think that was a Paul Brewer thing. I can't remember who. Some of the times there's you end up in the middle of all this, and people hand you projects, and some of the times I forget who handed them to me. I don't remember. Uh, I, I know. I don't know. I, I know. I saw it on Billboard. Citrusonic was the promoter in L.A., so I remember that. But uh, gotcha. it was on my charts. Good song. Good project. I remember you there. Uh, so how did you? Were you always like a uh, musically inclined as a child, or were your parents musicians? How did you, um, you know, get into the musical aspect of it? Well, it for my family, it skipped a generation. As in, I had two grandfathers who were very musical. Uh, one played the drums, uh, another grandfather played the trumpet and the sax and, you know, back in, in those times. Then I go to my immediate family. My immediate parents like nothing. You know, they like music, but like, you know, <laughs> just not their thing. But then along comes me, and I'm the kid in class, right, who would figure out how to move, the, the take his pencil and scoot the paper on, on the hollow desk and hit the, with the pencil on the paper, get a snare, and then hit the palm of my hand on the hollow desk and get a kick drum, right? Half the class just thought I was the coolest guy on the planet. The other half wanted to kill me. <laughs> and <clears throat> so, you know, I, and I just couldn't help it. I found that I remembered things easily by thinking of them rhythmically, or I learned later melodically. If I, uh, um, if I just read a book and I just read it very deadpan, Without much expression, I will remember half of it at best. But if I read it and I have to remember this key point or this key element, if I sing a melody to it or tap a rhythm to it, I always remember it. It's just how my mind works, I think. That's cool. So, mm -hmm. so musically inclined, yeah, I bang on anything to make a cool noise. <laughs> <laughs> drums, drums were my first instrument, and then I got into playing keyboards, and then I can sing some too. I don't know if anyone would to hear me sing, but I can do it. I sing background on a lot of tracks. They just don't know it's me. You just you're just quietly thickening things and you know telling people to sing this. Or if I was working with Mary as an example, I'm tapping on a keyboard and singing a note to her. It's try this harmony, and I'm playing it on the keys and singing it to her. But you know, I'm better behind the scenes than I am in front. You know, not to yeah. make myself sound oh. bad, but that's. <laughs> But I, I tend to feel more comfortable there. Uh, um, and yeah, and I, even, you, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but you told me that, you, I, I believe you told me you were, you teach, you have students. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Tell us, can you tell us where you, you uh, teach? Or oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go, go for it. Uh, Shout out. Here in Arizona, in Arizona, uh, I teach uh, at Paradise Valley Community College. Um, and I certify people. I'm a certified Pro Tools trainer. All right. And I can certify people in the software. Um, I teach, so I teach, I certify people. It takes two semesters. Um, I teach people that. I give private lessons. I teach um, advanced audio mixing techniques. Uh, and I teach live sound. So I, I've been around music my whole life. I would say, like, for the longest time, I used to be able to say, oh, I've never really had a real job, you know. But now I kind of do. Something you, um, so something you I, love. 
Well, it's something that I can teach without having to think. It's where the life experience has added up so much where all the questions they want to know, it's like, well, I've had that experience, or I understand how to use that piece of equipment, or I've done it. Or if I have it, I know somebody who will. Let's get them on the phone. You know? Yeah. So it it just became easy, and things that are easy tend to be something you want to do more of and repeat. And that's where I fell into it. I love teaching. Yeah. Hey, there you go, folks. Uh, so if you want to take a class with John, join up at the community college. Where, yep. can, where can folks go to follow you, John? Um, well, they can find me in several places. Of course, you can find me at uh, uh, now, it has to be the right one. I have to be careful with this. There's another John Keenan out there that isn't me. So I got to make, let's see, what's the best way to go if I go to my, my Facebook page? Look for John Charles Keenan. You'll see a picture of me, um, a blonde guy wearing a black shirt, and you'll see my studio in the background if you go to Facebook. You can also find me on uh, Instagram, um, You can also, uh, Twitter. I have to admit, I'm not so great at always keeping up on social media. I have to get better with that. Mark Picciotti's always, always kicking me on that. You got to get out and push more. And I know, I know. I'm just such a studio guy. I love to come and create and feel inspired in the studio. And my goal is to help other people feel inspired, whether it's inspired for them to make music or it's feel inspired while listening to it. Make them feel something. And, and that's just exciting to me. So I love to live in the studio. You know, and it, yeah, I, what I need is my own personal, you know, person who just does all the all that all the internet stuff for me. That's what I need. Isn't that what we all need, actually? Huh? Yeah, PR assistant. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Um, yeah. Hey, so your mix is the next song on our countdown at Ooh. number nine. Uh, can you do the honors for us and announce it? Uh, it's uh, you, no one. Christine W. All right. All right, thank you. Well, this, is, this is John Keenan. I did this mix of Christine W. and the song No One. Enjoy. Yeah, this is one of our two debuts this week on the Pride Top 10 Countdown. In, and John, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We'll stay in touch, okay? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.
a surprise it's dj sean perry <laughs> yay guess we came running upstairs how are you dj sean perry i am full and content like a bear <laughs> a bear is exactly what you are right now kind of yeah <laughs> yeah i'm a thinner version of a bear so you hear that producers he's he's plump and ready for your bear dj uh, <laughs> summer, I can bring the bare necessities, baby. <laughs> summer party. <laughs> He's all ready to go. Speaking of which, you have a, a, a fabulous gig this Saturday. Why don't you tell us all about it? Oh, my God, yes. So I am one of three DJs. It's going to be me and DJ Phil Romano from Italy and Pumpkin Spice from San Francisco. And we are DJing... Evan Jason presents the Ascend Party, and this is a 100% donation-based event where most proceeds will directly benefit the artists involved. And oh, uh, good! So it supports the DJs, the dancers, produ- production partners that all make it possible. 
So getting access and donating donating to Ascend is quick and easy. So you can visit evanjson.com on February 27th and join the event via Zoom or Twitch. That's right. And folks, check out the links on Facebook, on Sean's page, on Evan's page. They're all all, all over the place. And oh, yeah. Be sure to get ready to party. Are you going to play any songs from our Top 20 Countdown? Uh, absolutely, I do have some. There's so I'm many prepared. good ones this week, Sean. There's two new debuts, one of which we just played before you came on. The new Christine W. song, No One. Oh, nice, nice. I don't have that one yet. Oh, well, you, you must download it. Okay, okay. All right, well, here we are. We have to keep on going on our top ten countdown. Why don't you do the honors? So wh- where are we at, number five? Yeah. Okay, number five is... Now you're looking at the old chart, honey. You're looking at last week's. I'll, 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 let me just do this one and then we'll, we'll we get you catched up. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. In at number eight this week is "I Feel It Slipping Away" by Rosala. Sean, do the next one. I think I gave you the wrong one to do, so sorry. <laughs> Actually, I think I got it. So all right,
Yes, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have a surprise guest on our show. Uh, it is the one and only Matt Consola from Swishcraft uh, Label, based now in Oregon. How are you? I'm doing great. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you guys yeah. doing out there? It's cold and snowy, but we're hanging in there. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So listen, we're out where we're at in the countdown right now is your song is the next one up. Uh, it's a co-production. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, well, the original track, well, we originally released this track nine years ago. It was one of the first uh, Swisscraft releases. And then when uh, the big uh, Fleetwood Mac Dreams uh, TikTok uh, was blowing up several months ago, we thought it would be a good time to re-release it with a new couple new mixes and we had a Division 4 and Mac Consola mix, a Testo mix, and a Dirty Disco uh, main room mix. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fierce. Uh, uh, so why don't you do the honors uh, in at uh, number uh, seven on the chart. Go ahead. Number seven on the chart, it is Dreams 2021 by Sal Ruiz featuring Matt Albert. All right, folks, you heard it right here. Thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Matt. We'll talk to you again, all right? Thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye.
number six. All right, by Girl Group Kata.
I'm like, hey, quick and turner. What's up, girl? Good. Okay, number five. I like number five. Five's a good number. It is free by who?
Oh, thank you, honey. I love that. Give it all to you. All to me. Give it to me. No. <laughs> Perfect. Because I feel like we're all free to live your life. Free to live your life indeed. Ultra Nate coming at us, ladies and gentlemen. Up three big notches, too, to number three. This is the 2021 remixes, Sean Perry. Fabulous. <laughs> Let's have a listen. Yeah, this is a must-have in my repertoire. While DJing, see if you guys agree. Check it out.
All right, all right, DJ Sean Perry, you still with me? Woohoo! I'm here, I'm here. Where are we at, honey? I think we're, where are we at on the countdown? Getting close. We're up to number two. Number two, it is Fever with Dua Lipa featuring Angel. Ooh, that's a hot one, baby. Yes, girl. <laughs> I can't take the heat. Are you ready? Oh, burn it up. Burn All it right, up. here we go.
DJ Sean Perry, we're at that coveted moment. My God, number one, number one, is your girl. I mean, what an accomplishment this year for the one and only, the legendary Miss Sarah Dash. Absolutely. I'm actually really loving this song. I mean, it, it, it's already number one on Mass, Top 50 Mass, main Top 50, and now number one on Kings of Spin, Top 30. And where we're at on our countdown, Sean? We are number one. Sarah Dash Awesome. Congratulations, Sarah Dash. Team Sarah Dash. We're going to go out with are our countdown with the Dirty Disco Remix. This is the classic we, the classic we work remix by Dirty Disco, Sean. Okay. This is a must-have, baby. I'm going to send it to you if you don't have it. Check it out. Actually, I have it.
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Number one song this week on the Pride Top 10 countdown is the one and only, the legend herself, Miss Sarah Dash and Cinnamon. <laughs> love that remix. I love your remix, too. Thank so you. Oh, thank you. All the remixes are good. I do shout out to Leo Frappier's remix and C-Dub's remix as well. Absolutely. Folks, this is a promo only, so if you need a copy, if you have a DJ set coming up, if you're in the business or you just want to hear it in your collection, so private message me or Mark of Dirty Disco, Mark D. Lang. You guys know him. And we have the copies. We'll send it to you, okay? Awesome. So, Sean, tell us one more time. that Your DJ gig this Saturday, where can folks go to uh, click and listen? Oh, my God. So you can go and check out Evan Jason's Facebook page, and he will have links to Zoom and to Twitch TV. And party starts at 9 p.m. with me and... Our DJs from Italy and pumpkin spice from San Francisco. You can check it out all from like 9 p.m. until like 12:30 in the morning. Awesome! All right, yay! Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so, folks, that completes another um, countdown here live on uh, Mutiny Radio, House of Pride Radio here in San Francisco. If you missed. Any of the countdown, it'll be posted on our Facebook page uh, tomorrow, or actually probably later tonight. So please like House of Pride Radio on Facebook. Please like our page. And come on and check out all of the podcasts are uh, listed there and our interviews with Christine W., Otra Nate, uh, even Sarah Dash has been on the show recently. So do check it out. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Kiwika. See you later. Bye-bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, 
but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm.